the world wants <laughs> us to feel like there's an answer. Yes. Is this the start of our podcast? <laughs> no, no. The, this is the start of our podcast. Uh, um. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. Why? Just because everything is up in arms. Ah. What do you mean up in arms? Up in arms. Um, I don't know. Um, you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's exactly why I'm nervous. Okay, is yeah. this more of like a life thing or is it more of a podcast thing? Everything. An everything An thing. An everything thing. Okay. <sighs> but that's okay. That's uh, big ums. Um, <laughs> but when you go big um, you can turn it into like an um and meditate, right? Yeah, I guess so. But we're talking big ums because it's like we just edited the first episode of the podcast. <laughs> bra, bra, bra. Yeah, and... um. um what, how long is it? It's an hour and seven minutes and, and seven seconds and like 45 milliseconds. So that's one hour and seven minutes and 45 milliseconds of straight ums. Fire. Straight to your dome. Just um. <laughs> straight to your dome. <laughs> I'm into it. Okay, how was your week, Eric? What's, what's, po- what's good? What's popping? So I... <sighs> Because we're not superstar podcasters, right? We're on our way. We're rising superstar podcasters. <laughs> um, one day, Apple will feature us and just like that. We, we, we run no ads. Um, we'll run a million ads. That'll be our new podcast. Seriously, I would want to be sponsored by like Fly People. <laughs> yeah, too bad. It's it's Audible. Yo, Audible's great because they've got that Amazon money. <laughs> Jeff Bezos is evil, but I'm trying to... You're trying to earn some money? <laughs> yeah, life is expensive. Yeah, that's true. It's you're, winter. You're straight, you're straight capitalist mode darling is this like a is this like a winter thing for you yeah the sun goes down Elia, and then i like pause and you're like is darlene okay and on the inside there's like a mini darlene uh-huh. and she's like pulling lovers <laughs> and she goes from like normal darlene to like boom capitalism uh, so we're working and inside your brain you're just like scrolling through amazon <laughs> thinking about the things you need to buy yeah well we all need little serotonin and dopamine uh, boost to get us through the seven months of darkness. I'm so excited. For darkness? I love winter and in two weeks it's gonna be Black Friday and we're gonna get all the dopamine from purchases we should not be making, right? I'm not gonna buy shit. You're not? I'm not gonna buy shit. Why not? I just don't buy shit. Oh, I wait to buy my shit ah, at this time. okay, okay. It's kind of like I wait until I need something. This is something that I've learned in like my professional and regular and things like that. Like if I try and pre-prep for something, mm. then I miss the finer detail, which is like what the point is. Miss the finer detail in what ways? So like I'll be trying to put together a project mm-hmm. and instead of thinking through the project and then as we go through the project, figuring out what we need, mm. I try and like pre-think about what we need, but then I'll get caught up in the small details and that's just who I am are you an overthinker? yeah yeah absolutely in some aspects okay in some aspects because you don't strike me well maybe I I overthink about these things because I don't think about a lot of things and when it's like okay it's time to get serious then I shift to a personality real serious yeah 
no, I shift to a personality type where it's like, this isn't compatible with the way that I work. What personality? Can you tell us more yeah. about this hidden error? Yeah, it's just like, okay, I need to get into control, I need to get into command, and I need to figure all this shit out. But, like, one thing, I'm not usually in control. Second, I'm not in command over anything except for myself. Really? Yeah. What, so, uh, what do you mean by you're not usually in control, though? Well, like, I'm not usually, like, I'm not the boss of anyone. Um, I'm not, like, consistently putting up or doing events or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So when I do do that kind of thing, then I usually feel like, okay, I need to get really serious about this. Oh. And then I overthink the finer details. But what I've been doing recently is as things come up mm. for me to figure out, for me to um, research, for me to buy, for me to set up, mm. I'm doing it as it comes instead. So I can be more economical. I can learn things from my mistakes and I realize that that's kind of uh, how I learn. Mm. But since I'm anticipating it this way, then like I don't need to make a huge mistake. What what caused this switch? Or have you always been like I I was always an overthinker when it came to this sort of thing cuz like I have a perception in my brain where it's like I need to get things perfect. It needs to be right because I'm Oh, you okay? <laughs> Sorry. I'm just trying to move myself cuz I realize if I turn myself like this, it'll be easier okay less feedback i think yeah cool (laughs) (laughs) sorry go on yeah so like i've been um like i I realized that like this idea that i have of trying to make things into a perfect sort of setting Mm. was incongruous with the regular way that i did things so i was really not saying that preparing for things is a bad thing in fact that's usually a good thing Mm. but you have to work the way that you work and if you can't, if you can't, if you keep on trying to force your, yourself to do things in a way that you're not comfortable, mm. then that's when you get, that's when you work and do nothing, right? That's when you set other people up and then set them up for failure. Oh. Yeah. So, like, that's something that you don't want to do. So, like... Wait, did I do the right thing? Sorry, I'm interrupting your, like, riveting mic issues, you guys. Okay, go on. So, for all intents and purposes, that's it. This is very interesting. Yeah. But for what I was doing this week... Yeah. It's been a kind of like a crazy week for work. Not like personal work, but like work work. Oh, yeah. It has madness. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't feel like I got that much done. And over the weekend, um, we uh, we record on Sundays. It's um, It's been pretty quiet. I just played a bunch of video games. I, I haven't had anything to kind of like push 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 me in a certain direction um like a like a whole album to listen to or like a whole project to dive into or anything like that but i have done a couple of things uh notably i've been listening to wait are we are we is it music uh i want to get into music because i think okay let's get into it then i think this will jump off into something okay because there's a there's a rapper his name is uh az chike a z c h i k e right never heard of him but go on He's from South Central, but he he raps like a Bay Area rapper. Oh God, Jeezy? No, 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 not like Jeezy, <laughs> but like you know, like he's he's got a really really interesting flow. Oh. His beat choice is really really fantastic for his flow. Oh. It all kind of just seems to work for him. Mm. He's a gangster rapper. Mm. His music's really fun to listen to. Mm-mm-mm. But like, oh, was he that guy? I- you like recommended at like the other day and then i like played him a bit maybe maybe okay yeah but he's like super problematic and that's that's where i am 
That's what I'm thinking about. Please, tell us a little more. Okay. Like, he's just, like, really misogynistic. Okay. And then, like, he, he like, casually uses, like, slurs for of different kinds, right? Oh. And, like, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, like, okay, well, it's kind of difficult to listen to all sorts of hip-hop mm. without running into things like misogyny or even, like, racism mm-hmm. or, or things like that. Mm-hmm. And so he used, like, an East Asian slur and I'm like, you know what, like... I I have to be like if I'm okay with him using slurs for different groups then like I should be like not okay with it but it's just like a matter of the fact right he's gonna he's gonna say these things he's gonna do these things but it's like I'm listening to an artist where it's like very in your face problematic and he's a new artist as well Uh right it's not like talking about like Gwen Stefani and her back when right oh it's God. not talking about like michael jackson yeah it's not talking about like that stuff it's talking about like right here right now oh. and i'm sitting here thinking like this guy he's problematic he's from the hood oh so like but- like how like i i've always thought that like having problematic ideas or thoughts or following through with that kind of thing or like saying those sorts of things like as your main form of art it's weird because it's the environmental thing. It's, Is it? It's. I don't. I don't know. I mean, everybody like, has access to like things like the internet, right? Yeah. But the internet's so closely curated by yourself. Where like, if you were to start writing about things like pro-Trump on your Twitter, then you'd probably start interacting with more people who are pro-Trump. That's true, but I just. I don't know. I don't really know if. So is it, like, environmental as in, like, internet or environmental as in, like, he's from the hood? I think it's, like, the people that he surrounds himself with. Okay. Yeah. They're they're problematic. Yeah, they're problematic. He's problematic. And, like, I've seen this sort of thing happen firsthand, like, growing up in Surrey. You see people, like, kind of, like, um, framing their life around the caricature that they see in the music that they like mm. right mm. so then you see like, like a lot of people dressing like um the hip-hop stars that they they really like and then like, talking exactly like the way that they talk yes making music the way that they make music and yes. then saying the things that they shouldn't be saying but they still do yes right and you're like uh. yeah and it's and it's not like you know i i never grew up around uh in an area with like a lot of caucasian people but I can't imagine if we were, say, like, both you and I were growing up in, like, North Vancouver or, like, Kitsilano, (laughs) that, like, as many people would be saying those sorts of things because it's just a different environment. I mean, I kind of feel like people change. Like, I've had people come up to me and be like, what's up, girl? Yeah. And just all sorts of things they associate Uh or they think they should associate with me and then switch, like, five seconds later to, like, hello, yes, thank you, good morning, Uh ma'am. So, I don't know. (laughs) Maybe. Be in, we'd be yeah. wa- I'd be in kids and like I'd be grabbing like I don't know coffee and they'd be like hey home girl ski like what's what's kicking what's I don't know. <laughs> you know how people mismatch the, yeah 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 absolutely. and then yeah sometimes people also mismatch like the slang or the lingo and then I'm just like and you're kind of like this doesn't even associate with me in the first place <laughs> yeah yeah so i, I kind of just turn away you're like wow these people from vancouver have a really <laughs> weird way of speaking english <laughs> <laughs> they do i don't know i'm always um 
um, it's just a struggle. I think North American English is very specific in the way people put things together. And so sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> I just have to blink and like reconstruct it in my head and be like, is this what you're trying to say? There's like, there's like what? There's like three different dialects of like English, not including different like, um, you know, people who, who land, who, who are like first generation and fir- second generation immigrants. Uh-huh. Like, there's so many different forms of English here in Vancouver. Yeah. But just like in terms of like people who speak English as their first language. Yeah. Just being separated. Oh, generationally. Like, yeah. Generationally, so regionally, confusing. things like that. There's just different English, it's right? It's too much. And, <laughs> and like, uh, you got, you got the, you got the, the kids down in Surrey. Yes. And they, they, they speak like quote unquote North American English TV English, right? But <laughs> TV, then, what channel? Yeah, uh, family, of course, <laughs> right? And like, um, and then they also got, uh, they also speak Surrey Jack, right? And you're like, well, like, you know, I, I, I don't know. You don't know, okay. I don't know. It's like, um, it's like a, it's like, it's like a certain slang that came from, I guess, mostly the South Asian community. So mostly okay. people from India. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. So they came to Surrey. They're the number one largest uh, minority group in Surrey to Ooh, the point where it's I like... I want to get samosas. The golden some. Okay. I'm not going to... No. I don't want to leak the spot. <laughs> um... I want some samosas. I suck at making the f- the dough. Yeah. Like, I, I always roll it out too thick or too thin. So you can't get that golden crispy flakiness? No, it, it's just, like, um, sometimes it doesn't cook fast enough because it's ah. too thick. And then other times it's, like, thin, so I can't leave it, like, as long as I want to. Ah, I but see. I'm really good at making filling. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. Bra- so, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to India. Different um, different English. So there's Surrey Jack, right? Yeah. And that's where I grew up. So like when I talk to some of my friends from Surrey, sometimes we throw some of that slang in and then like there's people who, who that's their like main form of English and you can still understand them, right? Yeah. And then you got like, like the kids in Vancouver who listen to too much hip hop, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I'm sure there's other outs others outside of my like frame of reference. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah. I mean, I think like language is interesting. I really believe our personalities change, like given the languages we speak. Absolutely. Yeah. I I, I assume even with like the slang we use. Exactly. So like if you're if you're hanging out with like a bunch of your friends and then you guys all use the word. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, me and my homies always like booling. It's bool. Yeah. The weather outside today is bool. <laughs> 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 I think talking about this made me realize I don't really talk to people face to face. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad to be the one time a week. <laughs> I, I send them voice notes. <laughs> I fucking love voice notes. Ah, uh, you're crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> AZ Chike. <laughs> okay. He's blowing up right now. Yes. Uh, he's kind of in that weird like, that that weird like blow up sphere where it's like he has some hot tracks. People are bumping his music. Mm. He has 17 million listens on his biggest track, Burn oh, Rubber Again. Oh shit. Um, that's big things, big things. Yeah, but he's right now he's in that that like young indie artist sort of like. I've made a couple hot tracks. Mm. 
can he translate it? Yeah, the 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 um the subject matter is kind of samey. Oh, uh, uh, uh. it's just like the way that he raps is so captivating. It's uh. kind of like another sort of like a like a blue face situation. So he needs a ghostwriter. Uh, like oh, I, he needs like someone to. He needs to stop making music around all his homies. <laughs> okay. Where they're like, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, not being around yes men. Yeah, and like make some like, some like, serious music, right? Yes. So yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see how it goes. Cause like if every single bar is about you popping out and shooting someone, it's like. Like, like, what personality is there to that, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, okay, he's real aggressive. He's, he's out here. Yeah. You look at him the wrong way, bam. Yeah. Seven feet under. And it's it's so one note. But, like, I imagine if I meet the guy, right? Yeah. It'd be, shake, shake his hand. Be like, yo, I really like your music. And then he'll look at you. He, he'll and just, he'll be like, Jesus is king. <laughs> he'll probably just say, like, yo, man, thanks. <laughs> Dap me up. I'll ask to take a photo. Uh-huh. If I, I I've never met a celebrity. I don't know if I'd ask for a photo. I don't think so. But like, yeah, dap him up. Be like, yeah, I like your music. Your music's cool. Please stop saying these sorts of things about Asian people and women. And he would be like, he'd be like, hey, Matt, you I know what? <laughs> he, I I don't think I don't think he would be like that upset, right? I, I mean, I, no, go on. I think he'd just be like, yeah, man, you know, I, like I wrote that. I was just like. On whatever I don't know That makes me think of So I've been listening to Dissect ah. The Kendrick Dam Yeah And I fucking love Dam And I love this podcast And those They were dissecting Element And you know that one line Where Kenny goes Oh no Kenny I was just playing When he's talking about like um, You want to throw stones And then hide your hand Yeah Yeah and then he's like, I don't know, something, something, and I promise that you'll see Candyman. Uh. Yeah, and how a lot of people want to be like, oh, no, I was just talking. It, w- it was all jokes. Like, it's all just hip-hop, right? Well, like, like, it's kind of like a lack of accountability. Right. Like, you, even if you're problematic, I've been problematic, and I <sighs> will continue to be. Yeah. So I think it's important to just say, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah. Instead of, like... I was just in the booth talking shit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, like, we let YB and Namira go... He he's not a gangbanger at all, and all he does is talk about his stick, right? Yeah. Yeah. G- GTA Namir. Uh, um. Okay. All all of his all of his stories come from him playing <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Yo, I mean, in this day and age, all I can think of is Takashi Six Nine on the Breakfast Club going. I'm only afraid of two things The FBI and my mom <laughs> And then it's like the feds were like Wait, 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 wait I just imagine like a big room Where they like listen to things And then there's like chatter And the one dude who was listening to Takashi's feed was like Everybody shut the fuck up and play that back <laughs> He's afraid of us <laughs> And then they were like, mm, okay um, That man Paid to To do some like crazy whack shit just because he didn't feel like he was authentic enough in the words that he was saying (laughs) i i think it's like extrapolating from his personal like foolishness i saw this comment on instagram when he'd first like started to be indicted and someone was like yo like life is crazy things can change let this be like um 
a word of wisdom to all the dreamers that like you could be up today and down tomorrow <laughs> but you could be down today and up tomorrow yeah and i was like that's an excellent lesson to take from this yeah yeah that man gambled it so hard anyways i hope when az chike <laughs> starts making like some good ass music I can I can look back at his older music and yeah. be like, yeah, that was a lot of fun to listen to. Yeah. But I'm glad you're past that. He's grown up. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that that becomes a thing because like in terms of like the raw energy mm. and like the way that he uses his flow, mm -hmm. like it's not Mozart, but it's close enough. Okay, yo, the other day, so I was on my bullshit and I was like listening to like some classical music and I was just like dancing a little and I was like, yo, if Mozart and like Bach and like, I don't know, all these freaking composers were alive today, I was like, niggas would love that shit. <laughs> And like, if you're not black, you can just sense, just be like, beep, would love that shit. Uh, <laughs> but um, I was yo. just thinking about how much like. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Beethoven. Yeah. X Zaytoven. Right? <laughs> can you imagine the bangers? You'd be like in the club about to like, I don't know, two-step with your boo. Uh-huh, two-stepping <laughs> in the club 20, 2019. Okay, not two-stepping, <laughs> doing them, like the foxtrot with your boo. Uh-huh. And then halfway through, Zaytoven would be like, I don't know, he'd say something and you'd be like, okay, now drop it down low. <laughs> Imagine how much skill that would take. Okay, it, but it's it's I I'm not. You know what? I don't think I know enough about classical music or Zaytoven to make a good <laughs> joke here. Yo, I was just thinking the other day, like we're really not living. I know people want to be like holograms of Tupac. I want to see a fucking hologram of Mozart. Okay, if you're gonna resurrect the dead, give me like the juicy ass shit. I was reading about how. Okay, so this week since we're like flipping it i've been listening to a lot of um i was listening to gregorian chants and then i was listening to something else <sighs> and somebody commented about how like the church locked down this one gregorian chant because it was so beautiful they wouldn't right. let anybody see like the um composition and then mozart when he was like a baby oh yeah he like <laughs> went and had it and transcribed it from memory <laughs> And I'm like, the absolute fuck shit. It would be lit. That's amazing. It would be so lit. That's when people didn't have technology. They couldn't, it, like, sneak in a recorder or anything. Yeah. They're like, I'm just going to do some illegal bullshit like, like my, this. My mind is my recorder, you yeah. guys. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. I want to see, I want to see a hologram Mozart performing with hologram Hatsune Miku. <laughs> Yo, that would be lit. That would be amazing. So lit. You know, um, you know Anamanaguchi? No. Okay, they're like a chiptune band. Oh. So like they make um music using like I think it's like old equipment, like old uh, <gasps> stereo equipment. Oh my god. And they'll make like sort of like retro style chiptunes that sound like video game stuff, but they also use pop and they also like use guitars and live instruments to make music like that right yes and they opened for hatsune miku oh and then when they did their encore show um they had the hatsune miku uh hologram come out and perform <gasps> with them oh my god that's amazing See, right? that's the type of lit shit i'm trying to see oh. yeah yeah that'd be sick just been thinking about it a lot uh we could there could be more if i could dab to like i don't know what composition do i love the most there's that one with the organs. Do, do, wait. Is it a Gregorian chant? No, it's not a Gregorian chant. Although, like, I think it's Dies Idre that I've been, like, loving. I can't, I, I don't know Latin. I didn't take it, unfortunately. 
um god damn it <laughs> it's this song by Bach that I just like I play over and over again and I have a problem I really have a problem with it wait 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 I'm gonna find it um it is Passacaglia and Fugue in C minor <laughs> yeah it's like it's so good it's literally like transcendent and then I was watching The Crown and like listening to like the compositions by Hans Zimmer and then I went and found the album on Spotify and I was just listening to like the orchestra and how like the woodwinds rise and the strings rise and I I was like once I get an orchestra it's over for all you hoes <laughs> that was my conclusion ah you need you need a lot of resources because yeah. I feel like if you had a lot of resources, then you'd consistently be doing cool shit. I, I really, I think like right now it's a good time for me to figure out how to do cool shit with a little. Yeah, Because then like eventually my, all my shit will pop uh, off. Yeah. Um, You know that song uh, Faint by Linkin Park? Yes. Where they have the violins, yes. right? Yes, yes. So they didn't have a whole orchestra to do that. Mm. So they took one person playing that part and then they... They they multiplied it by like fifteen. Oh shit! <laughs> they were like bam. Yeah. The whole string section. Yeah, absolutely. Add a couple imperfections here and there, and that's how they did that. You're good to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I really do love classical music. I fucking love the opera. Yeah. <laughs> Your face. I I've never listened to a lot of opera, um, so like, I can't I can't comment. But the first opera I ever watched, I think I was eleven. I got this tape from the <laughs> library. Uh. Me in the fucking library. That's my bite or die. Um, and it was Sunday in the Park with George. And it was just so fucking, like, it's, like, stamped in my mind. Um, and then later, I got the chance to watch opera um, because a friend of mine participated. Later, I got a chance to sing it because um, my voice teacher was like, <laughs> listen, do the things. It's fun. Um... I think there's an emotion that opera captures that, like, music today does not. In the way they hold the notes, the structure of it, it's just so beautiful. I think there's probably something to do with, like, the way that you consume opera as well. Mm. Where it's, like, both song and, like, performance. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, yes. So you gotta be there. Yes. And we should go see opera sometime. We should. I'm down. I think it's opera season right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to start looking because, yeah, I love a good... I don't know about Italian. Italian's a melodramatic. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, oh my God. I, it's not a bad thing. I guess I hate singing Italian opera because I'm like, fuck, uh, I have to do so much. Yeah. German opera is like quite... I like it. Except for the pronunciation. <laughs> I, I, well, I've gotten better, but um, right. it takes a lot of, like... Um, no, I get that. Yeah. You you have to think in a totally different way. Yeah, and I tend to... I didn't notice this. Um, shout out to my mom for putting me in French as a kid, but, yeah. like, I say a lot of things in a French way. <laughs> and my teacher would be like, stop, say that again. <laughs> She'd be like, why are you saying it like that? And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Um, I don't know. But, yeah, fucking love the opera. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've also been listening to another artist. Are you done the opera section? Yeah, I am. Okay, <laughs> well, 
So I've been listening to uh, an indie Korean rapper. Who? His name's Core Cash. Okay, I have not. I I wouldn't blame you. No. He's tiny. How tiny? Like. He he dropped a new single. Yes. Like a week ago. Uh, about a week ago. Yeah, something like that, and it's got like twenty three hundred views on YouTube. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, but like, I think he's really talented. Oh. I have no fucking idea what he's saying. Okay. But he's like really, really great. Like, yeah. You know, like there's this um, all of a sudden uh. After like North America's hip hop became like extremely indie, like anybody could really like out of nowhere just do it, right? Oh. Korea took that by storm, mm. and they started making their own versions of like North American trap rap, right? Yeah, starts starts with like what Keith Ape, <laughs> yeah, right? yo Itchy Ma, not the remix. Yeah, it's flames, right? Peak, so good. Yeah, so it's kind of like a they see what's going on. And, like, honestly, when I look at a lot of Korean hip-hop stuff, there's a lot of, like, inauthenticity there. Mm. And, like, they they don't really think about, like, where I came from. But that's okay. It's, like, a different sort of culture. Problematic. It's it's weird. But (laughs) this guy, he's, like, he's part of that new wave of, like, Korean trap rappers. And his flow is crazy. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And the first time I heard him, so he signed to one of my friends. He's in Korea. He has a clothing label, and he has a um, music label, Non-Defined Lab and uh, Odd Nation. So Non-Defined Labs, his clothing brand. Odd Nation is what his uh, labels like. Um, and he would sell his garments by doing live shows. So in Seoul, there's such like a high concentration of. Koreans who are rappers, mm, right? Mm. And they usually what they do is they all chip in a certain amount of money mm. with each other, and then they buy like time on a stage to perform. Oh, right. So what he decided to do, my friend um, Bruce, is he decided, you know what? I'm just gonna rent the venue. Okay. And all these people who want to come see these artists, oh. they can see them at my show. And at my show, I'm selling my stuff. And when I'm selling my stuff, the people are on the stage wearing my stuff. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Shout out to Bruce. Shit. Yeah. That's a business move. Yeah. So uh, I learned about Core Cash and like some other artists that I really like who are also very small mm. from there. Mm. And it's it's pretty fucking awesome. That's brilliant. So I was listening to Core Cash uh-huh. and I've been listening to AZ Chike. And? and I'm like, what if I got the sort of beat that AZ Chike does and throw Core Cash on it? Oh. Right. And I, I messaged my friend last night saying, like, how much does it cost to get a uh, core cash verse? Mm-mm. And he's like, oh, um, like, as a feature for your music or for what? And, like, I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to think more about this, like, what I'm trying to do. Mm-mm. Intention. Yeah, I think I want to AR, like, a little project. A&R a little project. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun. Yes. Because, like, I know that like this core cash guy he he's got like a lot of raw talent Mm-mm-mm. and he's got pretty good presentation mm-hmm. um he was on this track with this guy named mac kid right and you know when you see music videos and you see people who are way more meant for this yeah and people it, who it are just c- leaks out of them yeah yeah so it's this dude mac kid and like he he's doing his thing and it's like okay and then the, <laughs> and then he's got he's got core cash uh-huh. on the uh 
on on the feature oh. and Corkatch just like tears it up. Oh really? Yeah. And I'm like this guy this guy can rap over a bunch. I don't know what he's saying, but it oh. always sounds good and it doesn't sound corny. Yeah. Right? Like I see a lot of Korean rappers and they're like they're like rapping to like an older rapper and they're like I just want to rap like I'm the best like I'm a gangster and all this kind of stuff and like <laughs> no you're not. <laughs> that makes me think of Empire. Yeah. You know in Cookie, I don't know if you watch Empire. I don't watch Empire. Basically, do you know the premise of the show? No, not at okay, all. Okay, so like black family that owns a big record label, the mom has been in jail for a while, she comes out, dad is the president of the company, the kids are living this like nouveau riche like life. And the mom, like, she's really from the hoods. She used to, like, flip shit and, like, run the streets. She comes back and one of her sons, his image as a rapper is, like, a gangster. Mm. And she's trying to, like, get through to him that you can't just while your life away. Anyway, there's one scene where she goes in and she was, like, she takes his chains. She's all up in his face. She's, like, let me tell you something. You're not about that life. And that's what that made me think of. Yeah. I mean, sorry, I'm all over the place today. That's okay. We had we had coffee. We had to drink it real quick. Yeah. I can't. I don't think we're ever on the mark, and maybe that's the branding of this podcast. <laughs> it's like the X in the center of the floor, <laughs> just like slightly to the right of it. Yeah, more like more like a couple um, couple hundred meters away. <laughs> But yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. He has some artists. Maybe I can put together like a little compilation EP. I think that would be a lot that of fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like who's producing some of these tracks that I really like. Yeah. Cause like, Az Trike, he's like a he has like a big song, mm. but I imagine he's not working with like professional producers yet. Mm -mm -mm. So maybe I can like reach out to his producers mm -mm -mm. who are making the songs for him, mm. and like maybe I can do something with that, or maybe I'll hit up some of my producer friends and, and be like, like, "Yo, let's let's make something." Where's the beat at? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's what I'm thinking right now. Okay, that's very cool. As another sort of creative side project. I'm excited to see this happen. Yeah. And I'll be like, when are you dropping it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the thing is, though, like, it's just like, I just have to stitch the parts together. Yeah. 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 And I have some, I have my eyes on like some like artists who are quite small, who probably wouldn't charge that much for a verse. <laughs> and um, like, I can, like my, like, I'll be like, the like DJ Khaled but unsuccessful <laughs> don't say that you could be more successful than DJ Khaled no that would be playing myself <laughs> there's Would already it? one Khaled um, I mean you're not gonna go another one they don't uh, want us to win <laughs> no no I think I just wanna I just wanna do a thing um, because like I really like hip hop music yeah like I think about it all the time. What's what drew you to hip hop first? Because I mean, like Vancouver is kind of like a. <sighs> this is an unexpected city to be like hip hop. That's my shit. I I think like. Um. There's like a like a certain amount of like rawness. Oh. To be to to having like, you have, you you literally write like four times the lyrics in hip hop, than any other genre of music. Mm to be able to make something that's like cohesive mm -hmm. make sense and i think it's maybe like the most clever form of modern day music clever in what ways like you have to think about ways of presenting subject matter that's within the scope of hip-hop uh -huh. in a brand new way uh -huh. either that or you're exploring things that are totally outside of hip-hop with the with the, the sort of like traditional aspects of hip-hop 
Okay. And I think it's really great to get sort of like the pure, pure story out the person's mouth uh-huh. without any uh, uh, censoring. Uh-huh. So like... I always use this example where it's like Vince Staples is talking about. Oh, Vince Staples. Yeah. He, like, um, like a bullet hit his uh, underarm left out of his forehead, uh-huh. right? And he's like, like, when he says that, you know that he's not lying because, like, the only way to ever think of something like that is, like, you unfortunately had to see that. So that's a story, Mm-mm-mm. right? But then in the same way, you'll listen to. So, like, that's a, like a one bar story. Mm. But, like,. You'll listen to, um, say, like, Kanye West. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then he, he makes a song, Big Brother. Uh-huh. Right? Where he's talking about, like, his relationship with Jay-Z. And uh-huh. that whole song is one story. Oh. Right? Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, uh, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. That song... That song is... Wow. Yeah. Like... Not just the storytelling, the transitions, and this idea. And again, I've been influenced by the Dissect podcast. Yeah, but, um, of course. This idea of like prayer, like at the end when he's talking about like, that's my brother, homie. Um, and then he goes, I'm tired of running. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, I'm tired of hunting my own kind. I was just like, okay. There's so many stories in that one song. Like... And then the woman at the end, you boys are dying of thirst. Yeah, exactly. It's it's insane. Um, like, if you wanted to get down to the brass tacks, there's, like, four or five fully fleshed out stories in there, right? Including, like, the story in the album about him finding God and that being the moment. Yeah. Uh, his story about, like, um, it, it, like, he's rapping from the perspective of uh, a woman that he rapped about his sister in section 80 yeah right yeah um raps from the perspective of his friend right raps uh like his own perspective his own perspective as well right yeah and it's that in- little interlude in like it, it wraps up everything really nicely and in music today mm-hmm. it's very hard to find a genre that makes you feel so much with telling stories or mm. like just being verbose and then having a little bit of tone involved mm, mm. right like otherwise like you think about like singing centric or like instrumental centric music mm-hmm. and it's like the sounds that make you feel mm-hmm. but this is like the words are making you feel Mm-mm. and i love that that's yeah yeah the words can make you feel anything based on whatever story they're trying to say or like whatever they're trying to get off their chest or what Mm -hmm. what they're trying to like say about themselves right to the point where like nobody uh nobody like it's so ubiquitous that like the hottest track that's hip-hop will have one line that everybody latches on to so closely what's the last song you think that happened for (sighs) or what song comes to mind for you for that Hot boy. What lion? Um, bitch caught a body about a week ago. Uh, about a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Or like Trinidad James, all gold, everything. Uh, 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 uh. Pop Molly, I'm sweating. Woo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, yeah. Like it, it happens with like these big summer bangers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. This week I was listening to a lot of like really happy music. I get really happy when it's deck and like <laughs> dreadful outside. Uh. <laughs> I blame a decade of Alberta for this. Um and I really love listening to love songs in the fall. I've been listening to like 50s duop. <laughs> shabab shabab. I don't know there's something catchy about music from the 50s and the 60s. So much swing. Yeah, so much. It's just so bouncy. It's I don't know. I'm, I was like shit. This is this is righteous. Yeah. Music's kind of depressing these days. It is. It's a lot of like minors. I'm so sad, which is good to talk about. But <sighs> I mean, the trend probably comes from like current current day living situations, right? It's difficult. I don't know. I'm just I just I want to hear some like happiness. Even when I'm writing, I'm like let's get some happy. Let's get some happiness. God yeah. damn it. It's not yeah. all Yeah, no, I get but, it. But um I don't know. I'm so out of it. This coffee. <laughs> Starbucks is a drug. <laughs> okay, if Starbucks was a drug, what kind? Oh, how would you classify it? It's a pretty light drug, honestly. Is it like... I don't know. It's like a... It's like a... It's like cocaine light. It's like, it's like <laughs> so a... So it's crack? It's... No, even lighter. <laughs> it's like, um... It's just like a mild stimulant, right? Okay. <laughs> a mild stimulant where if you have too much, then you can puke. <laughs> um, it makes you sweaty and yo, agitated. Yo, I think Starbucks should give up coffee and make sandwiches. <laughs> That's no, I'm I'm not. I've been. I'm yo Starbucks. If you hear this, you better cut me my check because I've I'm I've switched to straight capitalism and like there's this. Panera Bread. Have you been to Panera Bread? Never. This sh- sandwich is shop in the States. It's so fucking good, at least from what I can recall in my memory. And like, I think Stabex is like almost on pair with Panera Bread. So instead of torturing us with shit coffee, yo, that Thanksgiving sandwich has like turkey and stuffing and cranberry sauce I on like a nice ciabatta. I couldn't find it. Oh, what? Yeah, I was looking. I couldn't find I'm it. I might have to smuggle you on one day. It's so fucking good. I live for it. I live for a lot of their sandwiches. What do, what do you, what do you think about their uh, caprese? Oh, I've never had it. I don't want to torture my stomach like that. <laughs> Have you had it? Yeah, I've had like a lot of the sandwiches. Mo- mostly as like, okay, I I just need to eat something before okay. work. Okay. Yeah, I've settled on Cliff Bars these days though. <laughs> I got I got like one of those jumbo boxes just hidden away in <laughs> the corner at work. You're ready. Yeah. Okay. Holy shit, it's fucking hot in here. <laughs> right? This is right. like a sauna. I was like, am I crazy? Um, I yo, don't know what to say. Yo, what did you get up to this week? Um, Outside a, of the things that we've already... Outside, what haven't we talked about? I don't know. There was a full moon on Tuesday. I think I've just been trying to settle into, like, solitude. I don't know, dude. I honestly don't know. <laughs> That's a great podcast, podcast discussion. Thank you. The All right, ends. cool. We're we're fucking wrapping up this week. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> um, let no, like seriously, I don't, I don't know what I've been doing. I 
I just think the anxiety of the last few days has gotten the better of my mind. I'm just chilling, to be honest. Watching The Crown. I've been watching The Crown and listening to posh accents. <laughs> Every time I do an accent, Eric looks like he wants to die. Yeah. Um, no, that's that's just all the time. It's. Just <laughs> I don't know. I, I really enjoy period dramas. I enjoy things that investigate how the human psyche operates in very specific, unique environments. Yeah. I think royalty is one of the unique environments. What a weird environment. Right? Living inside a fishbowl. But then it made me think that, like, everybody's life is almost like that in a way. Yeah, but at least since nobody really knows who we are, if we (laughs) wanted to, we could just walk into another fishbowl. Nobody's like, oh, look, Meghan Markle is walking into another fishbowl. I feel so bad for her. I just want to give her a hug. That shit looks. But that's going to be on the front page of People. (laughs) Who is this lady that Meghan is hugging? Page 10, find out. <laughs> Go buy my album. Yeah, exactly, right? Like, how <laughs> how exceedingly frustrating that must be to be born into a family where everyone knows you. I think more than that, the relationships, how much can you have pure relationships with people under the pressure of this expectation you're born into? Mm. That's, I've been like, oh, I don't know. I love I love the crown. I love a well acted drama. I love good set design. I'm kind of I'm like, ooh. Um, but no, I just I cook, I chill. Yeah. I got nothing to say this week, you guys. I'm just happy. So to do with that, I'm glad that you're happy. Thank you. Me too. That that's first and foremost. But that that talk about like um having a real relationship with someone. Yes being somebody who's a lot of people know yes. I, I don't have first hand experience but like I was listening to Roddy Rich's Feed the Streets mm. too mm. and um, he has a line where he's like uh, like I hook up with these girls but like I don't want to keep them because they only like me because my da- diamonds are dancing like a ballerina mm. right where he's like like these people they only want to sleep with me because I'm rich and famous Yes. so like yeah I don't want to, like, outside, like, of what I need. Yes. Like, that's you, it. This has interesting parallels with Taylor Swift's um, song. Is it? It's not Reputation. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, there's a line where she goes, this is for the best. My reputation's never been West, so you must like me for me. Oh, whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? <laughs> like. Right? I feel like. We can only empathize so much until we, we're actually thrown into a situation where we can't exist without people bothering us. I mean, that's the thing. I kind of feel like even if you're not famous, I've had moments where people are like, oh, Darlene, I've heard of you. Oh, that's just a Darlene thing. And it mm. always makes me so anxious because I'm like, fuck. What kind of expectation do you have of me? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But such is the life. What can you do, honestly? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Shouts out Roddy Rich. Shouts out Taylor Swift. Yep. T-Sizzle. They should make a song together. (laughs) I don't know. She's got a few bops, but... um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just, um... You like her music and that's it? I mean, I like some of her music. I don't like this narrative of being like a victim. 
Yeah. Not, and I don't like the, I was reading this Twigs interview about how like, she was like, I don't want to be the strong Nubian queen because that's not life. It's not empowering to always be like, I'm so empowered. Um, so I don't like the flip side of either of those. I think it's important to take responsibility when you need to and just be like, that's just life. We're not, we're not victimized. We're not victimizing other people. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel like there were a lot of things during this week where I was like, oh, I want to talk about this, but I didn't write them down. Right. <laughs> so um, was I really meant to talk about them? I don't think so. So I remembered a couple things that I did. Okay, hit me. Uh, I watched a couple things. What did you watch? I watched Has Been Hotel. What is that? That's an independent animation project. Is it? Okay. Uh, the art style is like, very very nowadays cartoon okay think like <laughs> i i don't know anything about animation okay what show would you reference like Yu-Gi-Oh? Mm-mm. Oh, i fucking love Yu-Gi-Oh. it's very it's a very north american animation style oh, okay so anything from like the amazing world of gumball to like uh like uh, it's kind of like it's like really 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 nowadays so think like Steven Universe, if you've ever watched oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 or yeah. Or, like... Um, the Gems. Yeah, or, like, uh, uh, Gravity Falls. No, I have no idea, dude. Gravity Falls is amazing. It only lasts for two seasons. They started it, and oh. they're like, okay, we're finishing it. It's like Twin Peaks for kids. Oh. It's... I know. It's, I never watched Twin Peaks. It's quite good. Is it? Yeah. I don't, I don't have you, the bandwidth. If you ever need, like, just, like, a really, really... O- like, not okay. It's quite good. Uh-huh. It's... <laughs> You don't have to deal with, like, any of the adult shit. Okay. It's just, like, here's some kids. Kid time adventure. I think a lot of the time I'm just, like, daydreaming in my head. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. About getting an orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I watched this uh, independent animation called Has Been Hotel. Oh. It's directed by this uh, person who does, uh, who did a, they, they started doing music videos for artists like mm-hmm. just making their own mm-hmm. for like syncing up to the the video and all that sort of thing mm. and she decided or she she even got to the point where she made a music video for kesha oh shit. Kesha was like hey i want you to be the person to make my music video uh-uh. right and she did that and that was great so she's put together a team and it's running only through patreon oh uh and she has like a merch website and all that kind of stuff and she released a 30 minute long animated pilot episode for a show called has been hotel Mm. which is for 18 plus audience lots of sexual innuendo lots of like raunchy jokes but like also just regular jokes (laughs) about hell and how every 365 days because they're running out of room in hell they have to have a huge (laughs) purge and they kill they kill each other right i I was thinking about hell the other day Uh (laughs) uh-huh people who cough with their mouths open so i read dante's (laughs) does he have 17 levels of hell when i was in elementary i was like oh this shit is like grungy as fuck and then i saw somebody coughing with their mouth open and i was like which level of hell would we of dante's hell would we put them in it's a special i think the 14th level (laughs) why what do you mean why? Why the 14th level? I don't know. Hell? I don't remember what happens on the 14th level. But okay. I think it gets worse as you descend. Yeah, I imagine. And people who cough with their mouths open. 14. The center of disease control does not... <laughs> <laughs> like, for fuck's sake. Like, no. I don't know. Yeah. But... Uh, 
Yeah, has been hotels. Yes. So the princess of hell is like this kind of like pure, like she's like the only good person in hell. Okay. Because she was born in hell. <laughs> okay. Right. So she she wasn't sent to hell. She was born in hell. Mm. Right. Mm. And she's like, you know what? Um, we're running out of room in hell. People are getting killed and their souls are getting lost because they're dying in hell. Oh shit. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna open up a hotel to try and reform demons <laughs> into being able to get into heaven. So when you die in hell, where do you go? It hasn't been covered yet. Okay. Yeah. This sounds exciting. Maybe I will find time to watch this. Yeah, yeah. It's really impressive. It's like it's like a group of like twelve people did it. Shit. And in two weeks, they have eleven million views on YouTube. That's great. Unique music made for it. All all uh, animated. Not hand animated, it's all computer animated. Mm-mm-mm. But it's no like no CG or anything Shit. like that. Shit. It's, it's Shout out good. to them. Yeah, yeah, it's quite good. Um, and I've also been watching a Facebook watch <laughs> no, series no. called Sneaker Hustle. Facebook? Yeah, Sneaker no, Hustle. Have you, ever uh, of, have you ever Eric heard of Eric is s- leaving the podcast now, you guys. <laughs> have you ever, I'm sorry. Have you ever watched Sneaker Hustle? No. Okay, it's about this dude and his sister and his dad, and they run a, um, <laughs> they run a, a sneaker consignment store called uh, Sneaker Pond out in New York. <laughs> okay. Is it real? Yeah, it's real. Oh. Uh, I'm sure there's, like, some reality TV show aspects where it's, like... No, like, can I go to Sneaker Pond? Yeah, you can go to oh, Sneaker Pond. Oh, for real? Yeah, oh, shut absolutely. shut the fuck up. You can meet the guy Chase. Okay. His dad or his sister. But, so, like, it's for real for it's real. It's for real for real. Shit. But, like, they'll have... They had a episode where, like, Casanova came through. <laughs> Casanova. Yeah. So, he came... He came through. But, like, you know, they had, like, a setup shot of him walking in. So, you know, it's just, like, Casanova <laughs> called him. He's like, hey, I'm going to be on your show. And then they're come like... Through. They're like, okay, we'll get the cameras ready. <laughs> right? And then Casanova walks in. And they all act like, "Oh, hey, it's Casanova. We're so surprised." She's doing kind of the thing. usual thing. Yeah, but um, it's really interesting. It's like you get to watch this guy like absolutely hustle people for sneakers. Yes. So like he made this guy sell him a pair of like Nike Sakai first first uh, drop, the green and uh, orange ones, the Ooh. one that uh, G has, yeah. right? And he he made him sell them to him for like. 375 what so he could so he could sell them for like 600 at his store (gasps) right because he can't pay resale prices or else Uh, he won't be making money uh, and like he he has episodes with like dej loaf uh danny garcia he has episodes where like it's just it's just some junk food (laughs) that's kind of related to things that i'm like on the outskirts of because like i follow sneakers but i don't buy sneakers why don't you buy them Cause who has the fucking time? What do you mean? Like I'm not I'm not waiting in line. But like I'm like I'm outside of hype sneakers, like just regular. Regular. Have sneakers? you never waited in line for sneakers? Never waited in line for sneakers. Okay. Never in my life. Okay. And I think that's a good thing. I don't know. But like. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Okay. It's. So yeah. if you were a sneaker, which one do you think you'd be? Uh, or has it yet to be designed? I like not necessarily like a release, but like a type. I would, uh, I would probably be like, um, huh, this is a tough one. Uh, you know the, you know the Nike commuter? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be a Nike commuter. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Well, like, there's a lot of utility there. Uh, uh, uh. Waterproof, all that kind of stuff. Uh. Um, I have an interesting closure. Uh. And outside of that, I just do my job. Okay, shit. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Nike commuter. 
I wanted to say that I would be like a Nike Air Max, like the retro 97s. Yeah. But I really rate those Li Ning's. <laughs> so I'm a Li Ning, you guys. Li Ning is like, like the shoe is the outfit. It really is. And like, that's a good and bad thing. Because like, if the shoe is so complete, and cohesive just on its own. Yeah. How are you supposed to match an outfit with that? Well, like I'm not trying to match an outfit. You're just trying to. Rock I'm still on my like skater shit. Right, right. Until I find the energy. The design is very over the top with leaning. So I love it. I love over the top things. It's so excessive. Yeah. And so much fun. Yeah. But like my only thing that I really worry about is just like how do you match. How do you come up with an outfit with like a shoe this crazy? But like, crazy? who cares about matching? I care about matching. Okay, sometimes like, I just put shit on. Yeah, and of then course. I'm, like, yeah. I <laughs> we're leaving like this. Um, I used to like love dressing up for the airport. So <laughs> my brain is like, I don't know. I had fits when I was like fourteen. <laughs> I needed hobbies. <laughs> oh, Darlene. <laughs> I don't know what's how, going how on. How did I get hooped into a podcast <laughs> with a crazy person? <laughs> the door shut. It's just like, you're like, you know what? I don't feel like dressing well. And he's like, hey, Darlene, we got to take a f- uh, flight this Friday. And you're like, you're, you're just sitting down and you're like, okay, I'm going to wear these pants with this stuff. Like, what's the point? Like, Okay, so like before I wanted to be like flossy because, you know, I was a kid and I was like feeling myself. Um, these days I dress for utility for my layovers and things, I'm just like, is this going to be comfortable in hour 12 of transit? Is it going to be easy to like take these shoes off in security? Because I hate slow people in security. And maybe that's me being a snob. But I kind of feel like, you know you're going to have to take your fucking laptop out, your chargers, your camera. So like pack your bag in a way and pack yourself in a way. That you can just do that. That you can just like quickly. Yeah. And you're not like, oh, I forgot I had a belt on or I forgot I had coins in my pocket like (sighs) if it's your first time I'll give you a pass and that's just the assumption that I get yeah but like like if you're like oh hey I fly all the time just fuck off fuck off slow people get out of my way (laughs) seriously just because just because you are less prepared than I am doesn't mean (laughs) that you can waste my time That's kind of me going through security. Yeah, but like here's here's the fallacy in that. Okay. That plane isn't leaving any sooner or later. Well, I'm usually almost late for my planes. Why? I don't know. I just, I hate going that. One time someone wanted me to show up like three hours early for like a flight to the States. And it's I was an like. It's international flight. Absolutely. Three no, hours early. I was like, I live 20 minutes away from the airport. I will see you at the gate. Like, I hate sitting with people at the airport because then they start to like. It's like exams. I would never show up for exams and like sit with people. Their anxiety or their whatever, it just like jumps out. And I'm just like, oh my God. But you just, you just need to, I know this is kind of like a, what? but if you're just. I need to n- take it on the chin. If you're just not anxious in airports. Yeah. Then it's totally fine. Like I'm not anxious, but then people want to just, I don't know. I'm always just like, shh. When you travel with people, that's when you really know if you're friends. Uh, so we should take a trip. <laughs> where do you want to go? Um, I want to go back to New York. That would be fun. Yeah. 
Yeah. How much are tickets to New York? Like maybe 500 or something. I don't know. I want to go to Brooklyn because I always spend too much time on that fucking island. I went to New York when I was like a kid. Mm. For No, I was like a teenager and it was for uh, High School Mall United Nations. Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we went to the na- National High School Mall United Nations, Nisman. So you must have been really good at that shit because they don't just send anybody. Well, no, our school is just like, hey, New York trip. Should we make make it happen? Yeah, I guess so. And our club leader worked so hard on trying to get this shit to go oh. that he um he fainted once. Oh, no. <laughs> shit. You yeah. know, when people faint, I think of the 1800s when they would get smelling salts. <laughs> 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 I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, but we went. And it was a school trip, right? And I was like sixteen or whatever, so I uh-huh. didn't do anything crazy. Uh-huh. We kind of just like walked around, saw the sights. Uh, I survived off of like Donair <laughs> at the street carts. I love that shit. I um the last time I was in New York, it was kind of wackish, and then I was with a friend, and this guy was like, <laughs> "Do you want some weed?" <laughs> I guess I look like a weed smoker because he was traveling. Yeah. And he was like, it's not legal in my state. Every time I go to New York, the people are just really friendly. Right. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> Every other city, I'm like, don't talk to me. New York, I'm like, hello. <laughs> people of the world. I feel like people in New York are like, they're polite. They're, oh. they're just regular people. Yeah. But with they're great def- style. But they're definitely more high strung. I don't know. I, I'm high strung, so I can't tell. Yeah. But it's like it feels like they're a moment, <laughs> like they're like one, one like financial shift away oh. from like snapping. I. <laughs> or like if you tell them that New York isn't the best city in the world, yeah. Then. They're like obviously you haven't lived here. Yeah. Um. You haven't gentrified yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> New York. It's. I just wanna. I wanna experience Brooklyn more. There's this beautiful store, Sincerely Tommy. It's like a concept store by this woman named Kai Avent de Leon. And basically she picks out the most underground like fashion designers and whatever. She like I don't know how she finds them, but she finds them. And we have the same birthday, so I'm like, Hi. Mm. Notice me, Senpai. <laughs> um No, but she's really cool and her store is just it's I feel like I can sit there. Like, you know, some stores that are so conceptual, I feel like if I can't, like, afford to buy something or whatever, I just can't go in. Yeah. But her store's so welcoming and it's so based in community that I'm like, yeah, like... It doesn't feel like an exhibit, like an art exhibit no. or like a museum or anything like no. that. I fucking hate She's places like, like that. She's like, this is my fancy-ass couch I got from, like, Mexico and people are, like, actually sitting on it. Mm. And I'm like, that's the shit. That's cool. Yeah. The place that we work, I feel like, is a pretty comfortable place for shoppers to walk in and mm. just sit. Mm-mm-mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that might have to do with something like, that's just how they are. <laughs> um, but yeah, that sounds really cool. I'd love to go see something like yeah, that. Yeah, so we should go to New York as a test of our friendship. <laughs> 
you, one of us is gonna come back to this podcast and be like you know what podcast's over guys it's gonna be like big brother didn't make it sorry about that it's gonna be like whoops no i i love traveling with people because like it just takes you out of the environment and you see more about them yeah and oh. i it's always a good time you'll finally be able to measure the the extent of my meekness <laughs> i don't think you're meek meek mill i think i'm meek i don't know about that yeah. i don't know who told you that i think people are kind of the worst judges of themselves yeah yeah exactly i i don't think you're meek um or maybe the meek shall inherit the earth <laughs> <laughs> so eric shall inherit the earth you guys ah uh, that feels weird we're gonna be like spare some rainforest please you know what it's kind of weird because like i feel like you would think about another person as being like a great person for a lot of responsibility oh but at the same time, I feel like if somebody put that responsibility on me to run the earth, I'd do some fucked up shit. <laughs> you're giving me too much power. The next thing you know, X, like your trousers are fucked up. Yeah. Jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? You'd be like, I don't know who told you that was okay, but it's not. Yeah. Like, what? what is Amiri going to do after I ban all of his pants? <laughs> Oh my god, are we just chatting bear shit on this episode? I guess so. Okay. Amiri, what do you think about Amiri? <clears throat> I don't have any thoughts. I... <laughs> <laughs> I literally don't. Uh, that's like the... That's the brand that a lot of like... That's like the go-to denim brand for rappers right now, and that was blown up by Gunna, right? You know, like Gunna and his tiny pants, right? <laughs> Those are Amiri's, right? <laughs> and on the the episode with on Sneaker Hustle, oh. where Casanova came through, uh-huh. he was wearing Amiri's, <laughs> right? And I'm like, like I've seen DaBaby, he's wearing Amiri's, oh right? God. Like all these different rappers, they're wearing Amiri's. No. But they're like $1,500 jeans. Oh my God. Right? And they're like, they're skinny as hell. <laughs> and then like... Skinny legend things? Uh, no, 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 everybody wears them. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're going to see Buster Rhymes walking down the street in a pair of Amiri's. But why? It's just, I don't know. I thought we were getting away from skinny pants, you know? I. But Amiri just brought it back. I don't know. These days I just, I'm trying to observe silence. I think I talk way too much. So I'm just like, I. Okay, I don't like Amiri. Okay. Like, I'm sure he's a wonderful person. No, but you, you don't fuck with the concept. I don't fuck with the concept, except when the pants are so patchworked together mm. with all these crazy prints mm. that it's kind of like just the pants alone are kind of like a really cool expression of art. Okay. But the silhouette is really poor. Do you rate needles? Like those cut-up flannels? Those cut-up flannels? I'm really thirsty for one. They're, they're right at Haven right now for, like, not that expensive. I mean, I don't know. I want a discount. I hate buying things full <laughs> price. That's true. <laughs> um, Kills my soul. The needles rebuild shirt. Yeah. The flannels. Yeah. Those are, like, that's, like, that's like everybody's first entry into reworking clothes. Mm-mm-mm. Like, that ha- like that and, like, split sweaters. I want them to do something more interesting. Like, don't just re... Actually, I'm not going to give you my ideas, but I just want them to do something more interesting. That's... The needles does do things that are more interesting. Okay, so I just haven't seen them. Yeah, they're just... They're, they're a wonderful Japanese label. They make such cool clothes. It's just that... Uh, like I've seen some of the rework stuff and it's gorgeous. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It's like really, really interesting stuff. Huh. But the thing that people want to buy are the rework shirts and like the needles uh, track pant after like ASAP Mob blew them up, kind of thing. 
like for a while it was so hard to get a pair of like needles pants because they, they used to sell for like $200 US secondhand mm. uh, that was our, the going secondhand market price once they blew up or, or like blew up to a different audience mm. like an audience that's willing to pay more clo- more money for mm, clothes mm, 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 mm. the resale price was somewhere like from the 400 to 600 US dollar range and I'm like that's brazy yeah it's stupid but like gorgeous pants fantastic pants they make great clothes all together them and their house label nepenthes i can't it, they're they're associated somehow but like all okay. all the japanese fashion designers in that sort of sphere oh. they make really cool stuff it's just what people want to buy yeah um i'm really into a lot of these Japanese fashion designers who are taking streetwear in a different direction. Are you? I yeah, don't know. Absolutely. I, I'm I'm over it. Streetwear or Japanese fashion designers? All of it. I'm just like bored. How how regularly do you look at the new stuff? I've stopped because uh, I just don't doesn't move you. It doesn't move me. I'm just like, okay. Um that's great for you. Right. I have to move on now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it has something to do with the way that we digest fashion these days. It's too fast. It's super fast. Yeah. Like, you'll go onto Essence, and every other day, there's, like, a new buy. I mean, even, like, before that, it's, like, all these big bloggers get invited to shows. You see the shit in the show. Mm. And then when I see it again on Essence, I'm already fatigued right. before it drops. Absolutely. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird. <sighs> um, and like Essence's buys are so ubiquitous. It's like we got to get their most sellable jacket. We got to get their pants. We we have to get their t-shirts. Mm. And we're going to get a lot of them. Mm-hmm. We have to get their hoodies. But I'm like, didn't they make an amazing cloak? Where's that Where cloak? Where is it? Exactly. So, like, I've been, like, Sasquatch Fabrics is one of my favorite labels. Oh, how is that new collection? Because I remember you were excited about that. It's gorgeous. I looked at the lookbook. I'm like, I love all these looks. I go onto the Essence website, and, like, I guess they do it by deliveries. Mm. The first drop, I was like, this is okay. Mm. The second drop that they had, I'm like, okay, I see, like, three or four pieces from the lookbook. Mm. But then the rest of the stuff is the stuff that Sasquatch Fabrics keeps on making season by season as, like, heritage pieces. Uh, and that's what Essence is mostly buying. Or, like, that's that's the way that I, like, I'm, I'm seeing it. And I'm like, this is the most consumable stuff. But you guys are the most accessible high fashion retailer in Canada. Mm-hmm. I think most exciting, too. It is the most exciting. Yeah. The branding and everything like that is fantastic. Because, like, Holtz is dead. Yeah. But, like, I don't need, I don't need to see every single brand's track pant. Mm-mm. I don't need to see every single brand's trouser. Mm. I don't need to see every single brand's ugly shoe. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. It just feels weird. Does it? It's like, here are all these individual brands that have, like, individual ideas, and we're supposed to get... Like, we, we can't even appreciate the whole story of a collection because we just see what they bought. Mm. And sometimes you see it styled with just... Sometimes you see it styled with just the stuff from that brand, and yeah. that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. But sometimes it's just styled with everything else, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I don't get the story here. Mm. And it kind of fucks up, like, the that whole aspect of it. Mm. And it's just... It's, like, super for, like, the base-level consumer. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. Like the most that they have about the brand is when you go and click on a specific brand, Mm-mm. it'll give you a short little blurb. Mm. It won't describe the collection. Mm-mm. It won't describe like how it was intended to be worn. It won't describe like all these parts that the fashion designer is trying to communicate. But I don't really think that like retailers are trying to communicate with their customers. No, no, yeah. no. But it's just, it just sucks a little. Yeah. Right. And that's why I don't keep up. I'm just like. <sighs> yeah, I, I get you. I'm with like, that. oh, okay. <sighs> Yeah. Like I think I still go on to Essence quite a bit to look at some like there's still so, still some like really fantastic fashion designers where there there's demand for their interesting stuff. Mm. So then Essence will buy their interesting stuff. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So like uh like Bed WJ Ford or like uh Cez Mar Marjan. Oh yes. Yeah. Grace Wales Bonner. Um Craig Green. I hate how Grace Wales Bonner went into women's wear. You think she would have done better in menswear? I think she should have stayed in menswear. Women can buy men's clothing. I don't understand this need to pivot. Women were buying her men's clothing. Yeah. I don't see what she gains. Maybe it's profitable. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I hope so, but like... I I think fashion designers can charge a premium for women's wear. Yeah, yeah. Celine just launched fragrances, and they don't sound terrible. How do you how do you feel about the ID Suleiman um, Celine thing? I don't have any feelings about it. That's refreshing. I think that I'm glad Phoebe Philo stepped away because she felt that it wasn't aligned with her path anymore. Right. And now you're gonna get what you're gonna get. That's just it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be honest. That's that's a big reason why I don't really think I like European fashion houses that much. Why not? Because there's no one person behind it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, they want to stick to the original... Well, not 100%, but they want some of the original designer's spirit to live on in the house, but with a twist. I think we've... They s- want you to masquerade as somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we've spoken about this before, maybe on podcast or not, but, like, sometimes the brand just needs to die when the designer leaves. Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, but a lot of brands should have died a long time ago. It's like this big capitalist machine that keeps going. It right? is. Like, what does Ricardo Tisci have to do with Burberry? I have an idea. But, like, um, Nutra Prada? Doing Prada? Yeah, absolutely. And when she dies, Prada should die. Yeah, I think so. She has a fucking PhD. Really? Yeah. I think in philosophy or something. She's an amazing fashion She's designer. She's very interesting. I'm just like, whoa. Her her take on like current like she's always ahead of the uh, of everybody else in terms of like future aesthetics. She was on future aesthetics before other people were even close. She she's been using like technical nylon fabrics for years Mm-mm-mm. with her like luxury bags oh shit right? and now oh yeah the like yeah. i kind of want one of those <laughs> you know you know you know our homie right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he can hook it up yeah I, I i was like should i i don't know they're really nice i i will invest in my dreams first and then but it's like it's like i don't know i think it's a pretty good deal like 200 canadian dollars for like it's a beautiful like a 90s uh nylon product bag. yeah that's not bad it's not bad i just i think because in the last few years, I was kind of like, I want to travel more. I've fallen out of love in some ways with luxury. Mm. It's not utilitarian. Yeah. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. I think I want to be discreet. I want to be able to like go to like a fucking night market in Hebin and not be like 
is carrying this nylon Prada bag too <laughs> ostentatious while I talk to this auntie about my knockoff Supreme t-shirt, you know? Right. Like... Yeah, I get that. It's difficult to be low-key or... Just having a brand on you, it, it changes the whole perspective of... Yeah, how people receive you. And I don't want to have like a split personality wardrobe. Yeah. This is my North American me and then this is my travel me. Like Absolutely. fake... Yeah. Humbleness. I don't know. But for all you people rocking those bags, I love it for you. Fashion has to fit your lifestyle. It does. I really loved um, when What's His Face Nicholas went to LV and he redid like the LV clasp for all that bags. And now it's like, yeah. Now it's kind of like sideways and it like when you like open it. Oh, the the L and the V. Yeah. And then the V turns. Yeah. And then it, uh, yeah I yeah. fucking love that shit. Yeah. Like, and the little, um, sort of like makeup cases, those bags that were like... I'm actually not too... I don't Wait. I don't really have, uh, like a knowledge of the history of handbags. I'm obsessed I've, with accessories. <laughs> have you seen the Alexander Wang, uh, Jordan bags? Yeah. Those things were really cool. They are quite cool. I thought like the whole, like, concept of them were really amazing. And I think that's like his most out there artistic expression that he's done so far. Mm-mm-mm-mm. But that was so like deeply rooted in in like streetwear. But oh. it was like it wasn't an appropriation of streetwear. It was like a send up. Like it didn't feel like oh hey I'm taking. It's like check this out. Isn't this fucking cool? This is just for you guys. Oh, found it. Okay, so it is called the Petite Mal. I don't know. Forgive me for the French, but it looks like that. It's almost like a old fashioned makeup case concept. Oh, I love this. But I love... Rihanna had, like, a limited edition one that was, like, a collaboration with an artist where it was kind of curved into, like, an S shape, like, a very slight curvature. Yeah. And it's just so fucking good. I was like, oh. That's an expensive-ass bag. It is. It really is. It's stacks. But I, I like... Um, one time, I was in a mall in a different country, and I was going to Muji... And I was look like I just looked up and this these two women who look like a mom and daughter, the daughter was carrying like one of those bags, but not like the consumer, like in the store ones, the ones you see like on the Paris runway. Right. And then her mom was wearing these like fly ass shoes. And I really like that. I like the purest distillation of the accessories. Absolutely. It's like people are going and they're buying like like to an everyday consumer interacting with a European heritage brand, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter whether or not it's Nicolas Gesquier mm-hmm. or Virgil Abloh mm-hmm. or Kim Jones mm-hmm. or whoever might be doing something with Louis Vuitton. Mm-hmm. They just want that bag. Exactly. And that's that's like a... To me, that feels like a poorly... <laughs> that's a poor expression of like... Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to judge. You do what you want. But I appreciate the straight from Paris drop. Yeah, like the, hey, this is like, this is like the artist. Uh, this is kind of like. Uh, the purest, like, the purest distillation. Yeah, I yeah. sound kind of hip- hypocritical because I'm like, you know what? I don't really like it when European fashion houses keep on getting new and new designers who don't have anything to do with the brand. But it's like, if you're going to get the duffel bag, 
from Louis Vuitton. I think it would be cool if you got the Virgil Abloh one with the orange chain. No. And like the... I don't know. It looks janky. It does look janky. I like the Supreme collab, the red bags that they had. With the... The with, red duffel. With like the... um With the ruffling on like the leather. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I that was, was like, cool oh, well. that's luxury. Yeah. But I, I want to see... I want to see the person... I want to see the person who likes Louis Vuitton mm-hmm. because of what Louis Vuitton is doing right now. I would prefer <laughs> to see that uh-huh. than somebody just just getting like a fucking Louis Vuitton key ball, right? Like, oh hey, I mean that's a classic. It is a classic, <laughs> but it like it's a classic because they don't care and they just want to be like, or I'm I'm kind of like judging and assuming here, but it's like, oh I have Louis Vuitton. Maybe that's just that like weekend Louis Vuitton to get groceries and schlep the kids. <laughs> You know, yeah, I don't know, maybe. like. Uh, but like, how many people do you see at our work where it's like Michael Kors um, heels and like Louis Vuitton bag, and like the Louis Vuitton bag is the most nondescript Louis Vuitton bag you've ever seen, and it's just like, oh, I have the Louis Vuitton bag. Like no one. It's it's Louis Vuitton. No, you haven't seen that. Well, I've seen some of the very chic um, Chinese women who come in. Yeah. <laughs> I love them so much. I love yeah. eavesdropping. <laughs> they are. Very chic. That's so chic. Yeah. I the I just want to scream when I see them because I'm like, <laughs> yes. I'm like, all you other bitches, stop yeah. what you're doing and take a look. Yeah, take take some notes, please. There's, it's oh, it's just so. I love seeing fucking excellence. I love seeing fucking like real luxury. Not like I guess that's what I've been trying to say. I love real luxury. Like if you're gonna luxuriate, like fucking like luxuriate. Yeah. Yeah. You're not trying to luxuriate for anybody else, but yourself. But for yourself, that gives me joy. I, I really love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the idea of somebody getting what they deserve in a positive way. In a positive way. And also just really like, I think not being, it's a mixture of not being ashamed of having so much money and not trying to be ostentatious about having so much money. That Like I have so much money and I'm doing something to really please myself. Mm. That combination, I'm like, oh yeah, I really love it. It makes me so happy. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I get that. A lot of the um, Asian ladies that come into our work are dressed fantastically. So good. And you can tell that they're doing it for themselves. Yes. And then they always dress their husbands. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Oh, yo. I'm not into the way that they dress. You know what? it's like it's like the like the the tight jeans and like the the Tom Brown polos and I the, have no comment on that and what, like and like the puffer blazers what I do have a comment on is last time I was in China I noticed that like the women will give their booze their bags to carry yeah so one time I was at a grocery store and this woman had this excellent excellent Louis Vuitton like true luxury bag yeah and her husband was carrying it around trying to find like dates or something and I really loved that That's like cute. they were just not ashamed like yeah. They would literally be like, I'm carrying your bag for you. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hot shit. Yeah, that is hot shit. It's, it's very obvious when you see somebody who's dressed very well or, like, has that sort of sense of, like, how to interact luxuriously. Yes. You can tell that they have it when they have it. I also think it's more precious when you see someone who doesn't have a lot of money, who has an innate sense of luxurious dressing not because they're trying to look luxurious like it's not like a knockoff or like i don't know if i'm communicating it properly no i'm not sure (laughs) okay so almost like an 
an oil versus a lotion. Lotion is mostly water. Oil is potent. Yeah. I feel like no matter people's budget, when someone can really look perhaps elegant or distinguished, no matter their budget, they're not trying to look like old money or whatever, but they just have such an innate sense of this is for me and it just yeah. translates as luxury. Yeah. You know, our our good friend Byron kind of does that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's some hot shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a funny story I need to tell you about <laughs> that after <laughs> the podcast. Get off the podcast? Yeah, yeah. LOL. It's some good stuff. But yeah, no, I've just been happy listening to happy music, um, eating well, you know? Yeah, I, I want so everyone well. to be happy. The year's almost done. The decade's almost done. But you're not done. We're not done. And that's the best thing ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Are we ending the podcast right no, now? We can keep it going. That's kind of like a great closer. No, we're not closing it. Okay, what media have you been consuming this week? Other than The Crown, I've been reading. I decided to reread Kevin Kwan's um, Crazy, Rich, Crazy Rich Asians trilogy. I've been... I, I had a moment where I was like reading a lot of books. And then I just stopped. I was like... My eyes are tired. <laughs> My eyes are so tired. And also just trying to... Because I feel like when I consume so much, I'm like, am I actually getting anything from this? Right. Or am uh, I just reading to read? Yeah. And it's all just going through me. And I'm like, what What have I got grasped? Have I learned anything more? Am I better for it? Or if not better, like... Are you at least thoroughly entertained? Exactly. Exactly. So... <laughs> <laughs> um you know what okay there's so oh wait, wait, just just to add on to that point yeah. somebody found my copy of 1984 oh yes yeah it just popped up out of nowhere it's just on the desk at work and i'm like oh thank god i fucking found it yes or somebody found it for me yes. and i can read 1984 so i can understand better the superior work of 1q84 <laughs> By Murakami. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Nineteen eighty four is thoroughly boring when I think about it. I think it's important to read, though. Yeah, I was just very. I was like, "Fuck!" I'm only reading this because it's like George Orwell. Yeah. I think Animal Farm is his superior work. Animal Farm. Oh yeah, true. It's like much. I don't know. I haven't read that yet. I, sh- I kind of want to. It's so good. I would super recommend that more. I've also. I've just been thinking about how much not just consuming and not being entertained but also like all these other external ideologies repeating them repeating them to myself so that in a way where I'm trying to find truth I've been realizing maybe I should just shut up and listen to myself and that's the truth right yeah I mean how can you be wrong when you do a thing like that like listening to yourself is one of the most difficult things to do oh yeah oh yeah and there's no way that anybody can say that you're doing wrong Mm -hmm. because like listening to yourself means talking to yourself about every experience every thought Mm -hmm. and what caused it and what that means Mm -hmm. and trying to be more unguided about it i think personally sometimes i only try to i'm like this is right thinking and i should only observe like right thinking positive thinking trying to go deeper and ask myself yeah beyond labeling this thought where does it come from right yeah like not even just positive thoughts but like not even just like like toxic thoughts but Mm -hmm. like everything in between Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like asking yourself why you're apathetic about something. Yeah. Or like ask yourself why like you you think so much about a certain thing. Yes. Or why you concern yourself with with a, th- a certain thing or like you think something's inappropriate or think yeah. that something's appropriate. Yeah. Just sitting down and having that conversation. Opinions are super important, but I feel like at the same time opinions are so fluid. Yes. Where it's like you can have all the set up in your brain to understand a certain thing yes. and formulate an opinion yes but because the actual idea has never entered your mind then the the idea never coalesces mm. and that happened to me recently where i was talking to one of our coworkers at work we were talking about problematic artists right and we were talking about whether and you were involved in this conversation as well <laughs> i can't was, remember it <laughs> uh it was uh i think it was in 2013, oh, some oh. artists made some problematic, yes, okay, uh, problematic. I, re- I remember quotes about uh, transphobia. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, me and um, our coworker were talking about that, and what they said to uh, to me was, "I don't think it matters so much that they were transphobic in the past. Mm-hmm. It's that they're not transphobic now, mm-hmm. and that change is important. Yeah, because I think about it and." I'm like, I may be less problematic than I used to be, mm. but in 30 years, somebody looking back at voice recordings of what I'm saying right now, they'd be like, yo, that's, that's so problematic. <laughs> that's wrong. Yeah, to, to like... Cancelled. To issues that we can't even fathom yet. Yeah, yeah. Right? No, that's that's very true. I, I guess with all people in the public eye, or just people in general, yeah. what do you think of change? Do you, I, do you think people change? I think I think people are so simple yet complex in the way that like I think some people can change. I think everybody I think everybody has the capacity to change. Mm. I think some people will change mm-hmm. always for better or not always for better, but also for worse. Mm. Um and whatever is better and whatever is worse is all a matter of perspective. Yeah. For all intents and purposes like that that's what I got. But speaking about opinions being so fluid the moment we were talking about that and they mentioned that like it doesn't matter whether or not they were problematic in the past it's that they've rectified this and become a wi- became a more accepting person and potentially a, a wiser person because of this mm. that's what i care about and all of a sudden everything in my brain was just like 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 a big wheel like it turned and it's like and i had all the the prerequisites in my brain to be like, yeah, you know what? Boom! That makes sense. That makes a whole bunch of sense to me. And all of a sudden, my opinion that I had before, where it's difficult to listen to problematic artists across the board, or like they've done something problematic in the past, so I need to cancel them out, mm. or any sort of like whatever uh, thing that I did regarding that just just shifted to like. So only after they've shown change, or just in general? Because I think it's when after they've shown change. Okay. Okay. Yeah, definitely after they've shown change. That's but fair. The the problem is it's a matter of like like uh I could be friends with uh with an artist who used to be problematic mm. and they've changed their ways, mm. but they've never talked about it. Mm. I guess actions always speak louder than words though. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But like 
media surrounds itself so regularly around the negatives Mm-mm. of artists, especially mm-hmm. like black artists. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, <laughs> what what opportunities do they give people to redeem and rectify themselves in public media? Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes if somebody, like if you start seeing like a homophobic rapper all of a sudden start being like more accepting of the queer community mm-hmm. through their actions, mm-hmm. then I would maybe start giving them the benefit of the doubt that mm. potentially they've changed okay. as a human being. Okay. Right? The thing with listening to problematic artists, though, is that you can't change a person's mind. Yes. They're making music that they want to. Mm-hmm. And if it's good music, it's kind of hard to not listen. Like, if it if it speaks to you in, like, a certain aspect, right? Like, I really like... AZ Chaik because of the kind of music that he makes aesthetically Mm. not for what he says and I think I want to show you one of his songs after this I think that would be a lot of fun okay I'm definitely down Mm. yeah I think this reactants got me really chill today (laughs) yeah I took one at night yeah and I usually take them during the day and now I'm just I'm so calm. I've never, I've never felt um, so affected by antihistamines as you do. Like, my 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 body's very sensitive. I see. That's I see. why I'm always like everything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I never know when shit's gonna just like. Fu- the first time I had a venti coffee, have I told you? No. I thought I was gonna die. I literally, I drank the coffee because I was so fucking tired. Eric, my head has never beat so fast. <laughs> I was at uni. I had to go home oh. and lie down. And even then, I was like, this is going to be the day. My head just, like, is like, I, I'm out. You know what? It's going to be so weird in the future because, like, the, like the, um, the doctors are going to be like, okay, Darlene, we're going to prescribe you with this now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the effects are kind of like weed. So if you if you know what that's like, <laughs> yeah. it, it's going to be like that. And you're going to be like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, I don't know gonna, what that is. You're going to pop this medicine and you're just going to be like, oh, oh God, no. I need fresh air. I mean, the pharmacist told me that like, he was like, don't take this at work because he's like, it's like two blunts. So... <laughs> okay. And you're taking it at work. <laughs> yeah. I'm not lifting any heavy machinery. Yeah, that's true. I le- recently, well, yesterday, I learned that Vince Staples is straight edge. Yeah, he is. I did not know that. He's super straight Would edge. Would you ever be straight edge? <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've already, like, stopped. F- like, I don't drink unless I'm out with people. Yes. And is it peer pressure? Or? No, no, I just like alcohol. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, it's some work to become straight edge, but, um, I watched the first five minutes of a documentary called Dominion. Oh. Have you heard of it? No. What's it about? It's about, uh, it's about farms. Okay. Yo, farmers are lit. Yeah. No. No? No. What? It started with covering a pig farm in Australia. Okay. And it started by describing the conditions that the mother pig and their piglets have to go through. And because they promote so many in a litter, so many are born stillborn. And I had to see that. And then, like, piglets get crushed to death by their mothers who can't move. And, like, they get injured because of, like, certain parts of the machinery. Or they die of dehydration. Or they die of starvation. 
and I, I kind of just had to sit there for a while and just look at videos of dead piglets and it was really hard and I got five minutes in and I'm like oh I don't really feel like eating meat and maybe it'll really? yeah and maybe it'll take uh, that sort of um, that sort of trauma for me to be like yeah done with the drinking done with all that stuff I mean I hope it I hope it doesn't take trauma yeah I know but like sometimes you need to put yourself through something uncomfortable okay to understand things a little bit better okay but at the same time oh fuck yeah I really didn't need to see that and it's like I had a I had like a mushroom and steak pizza in my mouth <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> and you're like mmm I don't know if I want to watch this but yeah oh it's warm in here it's it's so hot it's fucking sweltering I'm sweating are you sweating I had to take my hoodie off because I was like this is not it <sighs> at all it's like a sauna in here it is I hate hot weather like this is the like we we just uh, summer, you know, every year it comes. Unfortunately. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck my life. And there was not even one day where it was so sweltering hot. Oh. Where, like, you could see, like, the... the Oh, like, that visage. Yeah, like, the, 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 the mirage thing. Yeah. Like, there was no day like that where, like, you would have to take off your t-shirt and peel it off you. I mean, it kind of felt like that every day. Okay. <laughs> but I've, I have a low tolerance for summer. I've been living here for, like, a large portion of my life. And okay. You usually we'll have, like, one day where it gets into, like, the mid to low 30s. Uh-huh. And those are the days that remind me of, like, doing, like, hood rat shit with my friends in the summertime. <laughs> right? And I miss having, like, at least one of those days. Do you? Yeah. No. I but, don't know. Like, I kind of experienced it once because I was hanging out with my friend, and my friend's garage is really cool. Like, uh -huh. there's a lot of, like, awesome stuff there. To, oh, like, I thought you meant cool, like, temperature, but... No, no. No, that's great, too. But Go the on. garage is painted black. Oh, So it's fuck. hot as fuck. <laughs> right? So there we, there we are with, like, the, the, the two doors of the garage opened up, and, like, the heat's just, like sweltering mm. and that's the closest it got playing pool hanging out um drinking lightly um complaining about the weather <laughs> it's important <laughs> i don't know yeah i winter is my season i really love it you're gonna miss the snow i do miss the snow i've been looking at pictures of snow and i'm like mm. That doesn't make sense. What do you mean? Snow is like such a hindrance to life. Snow is great. Oh, in Vancouver. It's a natural reflector. Okay. So when you take a picture, you're going <laughs> to look bomb ass fuck, y'all. <laughs> what is it? Um, in Edmonton, I imagine it's mostly snow and not a lot of ice. It really depends. The winters the last few years have been kind of janky. Mm. And we haven't gotten to like good weather that I appreciate, like minus 30s. There's ice. And you'll like you'll fall on your ass. Mm. I think my fourth near death experience was like almost falling like backwards on black ice. Yeah. Yeah, trying to catch a bus. Vancouver's just black ice. It Is just it? turns to black ice. I'm ready. Because we dip from um freezing yeah. to above freezing uh -huh. to below freezing I'm waiting. all the time. Like y'all y'all I just It'll it'll snow at night. Uh-huh. And then in the morning it'll it's, start raining. That's some fake ass bullshit. And then at night It'll, it'll stop raining, but it'll go to freezing. I want to file a petition. So all that snow that had been melted... It's now... Ice. 
And it's like it's, sometimes there's snow on top of ice, so it looks like it's snow, but it's fucking ice. And then you're like, "Woo!" It's bad. I mean, I would just buy some skates. It's not, but like it doesn't go that far. Oh, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's just like this is. It matters whether or not people shovel their driveways because mm. if, if they shovel their driveways and like shovel their part of the sidewalk, yeah, then like walking through a neighborhood, it's a lot easier. But if somebody doesn't, then it's like, it's like clean sidewalk to like packed snow to like hidden ice <laughs> and like there's so many divots and stuff because it's a mountainous region it's an adventure that like just random parts just be frozen over i think more than like the experience of snow it's romantic to see the snow i guess so there's such romance in my mind when i see snow i'm like oh yeah this is that shit you know, like, when it's fucking, like, you've got, like, four inches of snow, and then you're inside, and you're looking out, and you've just had, like, a nice super hot shower, because your fingers were, like, fucking frozen when you got in, and then you have, like, a nice, like, bowl of soup, or, like, you just eat something really decadent, and, like, really cabby, really rich tasting, and you're like, oh, I am living that contrast right. in temperature. I don't know, for me, it's it's just, it's just very, like... It it does all the things for me. Okay, you don't drive. No. I have driven in snow. And I like driving in snow more than I like driving in not snow. Okay, that's really interesting. Because people are fucking reckless in the summer. Fucking reckless. Yeah, that's true. And in snow, at least there's something going. Use your common sense. Or attempt to. <laughs> can you can you identify that drivers in Vancouver are kind of bad? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Think about the chaos that happens when there's snow involved. <laughs> I'm honestly like, I thought Alberta drivers were bad, but I'm like, who gave these people their licenses we, in Vancouver? <laughs> we, we spend like 1% of like what the rest of Canada does individually uh-huh. on snow and ice removal. I just, I, there's... Yeah, I, I, yeah. S- sometimes we get crazy winters where like it comes down actually. Yeah. Right. And I remember being in my neighborhood. It's like a like, it was like a regular neighborhood that turned like into a relatively rich neighborhood after a bunch of people started moving in. Okay. But the streets were like, it's just like a layer of ice. And my friend, he lives at the bottom of the hill, so we're just driving down and he's just pumping his brakes slowly, and that's. Because, like... Momentum. The snow doesn't get removed. Yo. The ice doesn't get removed. You know? It's just in, Van- like, Vancouver set... Like, the core of Vancouver, that gets cleaned up and nowhere else. I always think about the co- coefficient for friction. <sighs> when there's ice in a momentum calculation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm off the reactant, you guys. <laughs> I, are we going to call it a day? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's call it. <laughs> Um, I'm not looking forward to winter. Darlene I'm looking is look- forward to winter. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, it's almost as dumb as, uh, as this podcast. That's <laughs> at Danger Han. Um, you can find me at Akoi, A-K-O-Y-I. On SoundCloud. On SoundCloud, on Instagram. Isn't your Instagram private? No. Oh, it's open now? My Instagram has always been public. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I, I, um, I was going through, um, Gordon's, uh, Instagram. Yeah. And it was like, he was posting everybody who sent messages. Oh yeah, the shoes, shoes, the shoes. And I'm like, oh, there's, um, the person who works stock with us. Yeah. Oh, there's our favorite troubled, um, photographer, filmmaker. Like, oh, there's Darlene. <laughs> 
and then I posted my shoes and then like some other people from work and it was it was a lot of fun I think I want to know why he you know what I don't know G it's, just does a thing it's it's a thing that people do um it's just like what hat are you wearing and then everybody like comments I've never in my hat. life oh, had that okay. experience uh so shout out to G for bringing that into my life yeah but yeah we're that gonna call it a day a night oh okay yeah all right bye <laughs> <laughs> see y'all next week <laughs>